What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Manifest Daily. I'm your host, Deandra Nicolette. For years, I played the role of the girl, the woman, the person that I was told I should be until I decided to wake up, step into my power as a co-creator of my reality and own the fact that I am an infinite, energetic being living in a human form on this earth. In each episode, I share personal stories, wisdom and insight related to manifestation, co-creation, the Akashic records, spiritual laws, and so much more. I'll chat with powerful thought leaders that I feel called to invite on the show and share their energy and words with you so that you can take the truths that feel aligned with you. I've spent so much time trying to do things the way that I felt I should have, but girl, (laughs) I am done with that. It's time to return to the person my soul chose to be, and honestly, it's time for you to do the same. and welcome back to the podcast. Happy Tuesday. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. So today is a guest episode and we are talking to Claudia and I'll tell you guys a little bit about Claudia in a second. But first, I just wanted to come on here and say hi, like happy Tuesday. I already said that, but like happy Tuesday again. Um, It is currently Sunday, not Tuesday. So I'm in the past. I'm in the past right now. So I'm talking to the future me. But it is Sunday. I just got back from the gym. I did a bomb, bomb, bomb leg workout. Like, y'all, like, I really went hard today in the gym. I was doing deadlifts. I was doing hip thrusts. I was over there doing some squats, some lunges. First of all, I took some pre-workout, so I was lit. You know when you take pre-workout? If you've never taken pre-workout before, okay, first of all, it will change your whole life because it has like caffeine in it but it also has the stuff in it at least the one that i take from amazon where it like makes me itch (laughs) so i be feeling like i'm on something but it makes you itch and it makes you like go hard in your workout so for me it's like the itch gets better the harder that I work out, if that makes sense. So it like pushes me to like go hard so that I could not be sitting in the gym itching like a fiend. So essentially I took some of that pre-workout this morning and I was lit. I was doing some sprints. I was in to get my leg day. And y'all, let me tell you something right now. Like booty about to be on fleek for 2020. Okay. So I don't know who needs to hear this, but get back in the gym, sign up for the gym. Do not wait until January 1st, 2020, okay? Because you know everybody's about to be in the gym, sign up on January 1st, 2020, and you do not want to be one of those people. Sign up before, okay? Get your workout in before, start your routine before, so that when January hits, you're already in your stride, you're already feeling your routine, it's already part of your daily thing to get into the gym, get your workout in, get your sweat in or whatever, 
So we're not waiting until January 1st, 2020 to do stuff. And that's what I've really been getting the message about. A lot of us have this way of waiting until the first of the year of the new year or until the first of a new month or until Monday to start our goals to set our intentions for how we're going to move differently. But I'm here to tell you, like, you don't need the first of the month, the first of a year, a new year rather, to to start. You don't need that permission of it being a brand new beginning of a year to give you the permission that you need to, to take a step forward and to actually start doing what you want to do. So I don't know who needs to hear that, but that message was coming out strong. I could barely keep up with my words right now. It's like my brain is moving like 10 miles an hour. Wait, it's not moving 10 miles an hour. It's moving like 100 miles an hour. And like my mouth is moving 10 miles an hour. But anyways, y'all, I am so excited. So the Manifest Circle is coming up, the 2020 Manifest Circle. And I don't know if y'all have not heard of this yet because I'd be putting my little commercial break in all these episodes. But essentially, I'm hosting a virtual event. Yes, virtual, like AKA you can sign up and you can attend from wherever you are as long as you got wi-fi and i know you got wi-fi because you're listening to this episode right now and you need to have some wi-fi or some 5g or some lte or something to access this episode but you can attend as long as you have internet connection and essentially what this event is going to be is just a virtual event for us to kind of clear the energy of 2019 set our intentions for 2020 call in our manifestations set our goals and one thing that i want to emphasize with me and the way that i move and the way that i look at manifestation is that Yes, we are in a reality where everything and anything is possible. Like as long as we can dream it, see it, visualize it, it is possible. It is happening in a, in a separate parallel reality. And I'm going to have that discussion with y'all on another episode. So stay tuned for that episode on parallel realities. If you're like, girl, what, what do you talk about? What is the parallel reality? I will trust me. That's coming up soon. But I want y'all to know that we are also still living in this 3D reality right here. We have chosen to come to Earth. We are in a place where, you know, Earth has certain rules or certain ways that Earth moves. And the way I like to think of it is like, this is all a game. Like, life is all a game. And as long as you got the cheat code, as long as you know how to play the game, you're always gonna win, right? It's like there's levels to the game. You you beat one level or you have a challenge come up in your life and you do amazingly well and you get to the next level and it's always a challenge. But as long as you got the cheat codes like if y'all used to play sims i don't know who out there used to play sims i used to be on sims hashtag mother load <laughs> okay get your little 50 grand here and there that cheat code is basically like how i like to look at life like when you have the cheat codes you know how to move through life real different and you know how to get every single thing you want that being said the way that i look at manifestation and the way that i look at goal setting and everything like that is i love to blend you know the very ethereal the divine with the groundedness of what this earth has to offer in order to really create a a beautiful process where you are manifesting and you are also co-creating right it's not just up to the universe for you to be sitting there and be like okay bring me this bring me that bring me my man send me my check okay and for the universe to deliver you gotta put in work too because if you are co-creating this reality like hello you gotta do your part it's a partnership it's a relationship and you gotta you gotta do your part in delivering your blessings as well so that being said this event is really going to be a beautiful catapult into showing you guys how to do that and to showing you how you can use these beautiful rituals especially my specific ritual that i have used for months and months and months to always manifest like cars brand new cars um a relationship two jobs with specific salaries i wanted using my manifestation process and so in this event, we're going to go through that process. We're also going to 
talk a little bit about some upcoming things in 2020. We also have some amazing guests at the event. So Emma is my favorite, favorite, favorite tarot reader. She has predicted so many things in my life that have come to pass. She also does daily readings on Instagram. Her Instagram handle is Evolve with Emma. If you want to check her out, I will put her down in the show notes as well. So go ahead and check her out. She's going to be there pulling cards for the group. We also have Madison, who is my dear friend, who is a spiritual coach who's going to be there. And she's going to be talking all about her manifestation process and how she was able to use manifestation to really step into her power and manifest a life where she's a full time entrepreneur so so many amazing things happening at this event and y'all it's gonna be lit 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 so if you are on the fence if you're like girl like I don't even know if I want to come through like come through like don't play yourself okay like I said we ain't waiting to start until 2020 we're starting now starting can be coming to this event that can be your start and there's also the event is going to be held on a new moon it's also a solar eclipse so some amazing and powerful energy that day okay so if you come through you're also going to get like a workbook I'm actually working on that right now so that everyone who comes to the event is going to have an amazing workbook that you can print out it's going to be sent to you beforehand because I'm going to personally print mine out and there's going to be some pre-work in there to help you release some of the baggage, some of the energy, some of the things that need to be left behind in this year and help you to call in what needs to be called in for 2020. Like I said, the tickets for the events are on sale, $11.11. Hello, divine energy. Okay, new beginnings. We are calling them all the way in. Okay. And the tickets will be linked in the show notes for you to check that out and purchase. I probably won't have them be sold up until the day of. That was my original plan. I was going to have the cart close on those around the 24th or 25th because the event is on the 26th. But I actually think I'm going to close the cart even earlier on those, probably a week before, maybe the 18th, 19th, or even 20th, because of the fact that everyone who buys a ticket will be sent the PDF workbook, the ebook that I'm working on before the event. So if you buy a ticket, I want you to have enough time to take a look through that workbook, kind of like familiarize yourself with the actual things that we're going to be doing during the event and, and really tune into that energy beforehand. So don't be that person. Wait until the last minute because you're going to play yourself and it's not going to be available. And once it's gone, it's gone. I do think I'm going to have more of these events in the future, aka I, I have plans. I'm like, y'all, it's a secret. There are plans for an in-person event in 2020, so stay tuned for that. But for now, it is virtual. Keep the cost of overhead low. And to make sure that, you know, the tickets can also be a lower price. Because obviously, when it's an in-person event, I got to pay for a venue and stuff like that. And so the ticket prices will go up. Go ahead and check out the link in the show notes for that ticket if you're interested in attending the event. So that's my shameless plug for that okay so let me get into telling y'all a little bit about claudia so claudia actually is a listener of the podcast and she reached out to me a little while ago to propose that she come on the podcast and talk a little bit about her journey i loved her email we were able to hop on a call and chat through a couple of the things that she wanted to talk about on the podcast and just get to know each other a little bit and i am such an energy person such a vibes person that you know i could really see who i click with i could see how the conversation flows i could really get a feel of if they're going to be a good fit for this podcast or not so not just anybody and everybody coming on this show okay when i connected with claudia i really was loving her energy i was loving her vibes and she had amazing things to say and i was like yes girl come on over come on the podcast let's have a chat claudia is a san francisco bay area native so if you were her area shout out to y'all 
And she got her bachelor's at San Francisco State University in Latinx studies. And so right now she's actually pursuing a master's degree in counseling psychology. And she's training basically to get like the humanistic approaches to therapy. So she has a passion for working with people of color to help them remember and reimagine the way that they heal together in today's world. She uses her eight years of holistic life coaching experience and her five years of apprenticeship in Mesoamerican traditions to support clients and uncover their inner wisdom and help them basically uncover what health and healing means for them. In this episode, we talk a lot about her experience. We talk a lot about her work. We also get into some stuff around chakras, some stuff around intuition and just energy in general. And it's a really, really juicy episode. So if you are interested in hearing more about Claudia's work, hearing about the awesome offer that she has for listeners, which is a free 30 minute energy alignment session, go ahead and continue continue listening to this episode tune in to hear what she has to say and I think that's it you guys so thank you again for listening to this episode and let's go ahead and dive right into this juicy conversation with me and Claudia hello Claudia how are you hi I'm doing really good I'm excited to be here thank you so much for having me on of course of course I feel like I get so excited when I have guests on the podcast and I feel like the way we connected was so cool so interesting you actually reached out to me on email to let me know that you listened to the podcast and you had some amazing suggestions for what we could talk about today so we are going to dive right into that one of the first things that I love to do when guests come on is just ask you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself, what you do, who you serve, all the juicy tidbits. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. So yes, my name is Claudia Parada. I always give a shout out to where I'm from. I'm from San Francisco Bay Area in the house. What, what? And um, yeah, I'm a holistic life coach and energy worker. I've been uh, doing coaching for eight years and uh, doing energy work with, from the Mesoamerican traditional medicine framework for the last five years. And yeah, I help clients connect to their inner truth. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. And I love that you say connect to your inner truth because I feel like when you first reached out and we had an initial phone conversation, we really, first of all, we had such a good conversation. Like it was, you know, when you just feel that connection and you're like, why were we not friends before? Like, I'm so glad you found your way into my life. It was like that. But I we really, good. I know it was so good, but we dove into intuition. And I just want to clarify, like when you say inner truth, are you also kind of referring to intuition as how I guess like you know the mainstream media calls it intuition yeah I see I'm so glad that you asked that question so I really see intuition as really the language of our soul it's how our spirit talks to us and it's so closely intertwined with our truth which and I've never been asked this question this way and so I'm so glad that I'm really able to think about it and make the distinction because I see our truth as the way our heart speaks to the world. So it's just, they're so closely intertwined and they're also, I think, distinct. Because I feel truth is so aligned with life's purpose and intuition is the language in which we engage with it. Okay, so if I'm getting that correct, because I want to make sure I'm on the same page, you're saying sure. that the inner truth is sort of, you know, your truth in this world, uh, almost like your purpose, your, not your destiny, because I believe, you know, there's no specific set destiny, but your way of showing up and your intuition is sort of that voice that's guiding you down that path of your inner truth, correct? 
Yes, exactly. Okay, mm-hmm. awesome. I love that definition. I love that distinction because I feel like intuition, inner truth, purpose, passion, they've almost become sort of buzzwords these days. And I mean, I'm so glad people are like waking up to some of these deeper parts of life and the understanding that there's so much more to life than what we see and what we encounter in everyday life that we can actually physically touch or whatever. But I also love that you're just kind of like diving into the actual juicy meat of intuition and inner truth in your work and you help folks work through that. And so you talk about how intuition speaks to you, right? Like that's that voice. Can you tell me a little bit about how intuition speaks to you in particular? And I guess how you've also seen intuition come through for your clients, because I know a lot of people kind of struggle with hearing their intuition or listening to their intuition. And so can you tell us a little bit about how messages might come through you from your intuition? Yeah, I'm so, oh my gosh, it's so funny that you're saying that you have also noticed that these terms have really become buzzwords and it's really true. Like we know folks love connecting to themselves and like to other people in the community and they love connecting to crystals and it's pretty much everywhere. And at the same time, I agree with you. Like it's so important to be able to connect to truth and intuition because like the reason why I feel so passionately about it, and of course I'm totally going to answer your question and I'm, I think I'm just going off on a tangent for a second. If you feel, I Oh, I love it. No, I love tangents. They take us to such amazing places. So feel free to go off on one. <laughs> I feel so passionate about it because I feel like as women and particularly women of color, like we've just been so disavowed from our power because our voices have historically been the change in our community and just the way that we're connected, like even through our cycles and through that magic of our intuition. And when things changed, like in the patriarchy and through colonization and through different systems, I feel that we get conditioned to be disconnected from it. So that's really the reason why I feel so passionate about it. And once I started to create that relationship to my own intuition, my own truth, I was like, oh gosh, we got to get more women to like connect to one another so we can connect to ourselves. Like it's all about empowering each other. So that is my like, (laughs) that is my like tangent. And um, to answer your question about how I connect to intuition, I really am curious about like what's in my energetic field. So the way that I do that is, you know, when you have like a random feeling or thought or vibe or... Yes. (laughs) Yes. All the time. All the time. (laughs) And then before I would be like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, that's just random. It's a coincidence and I'm going to write it off and like, it's no big deal. I'm, I'm crazy. And then I started to realize, oh no, that's actually, that's actually a message for me. Like that's actually my intuition talking to me. It's actually universe guiding me. It's spirit guiding me. It's my ancestors talking to me, depending on, you know, how the message is received. And it could be, oh, that's a felt sense in my body. That's an emotion that's talking to me. It's a thought or a memory that it is that I have. It's a sign that I'm like physically, literally seeing. So those are the types of things that I'm now like just always holding in my awareness. I mean, at least as much as possible. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. And I feel like one of the things with 
intuition. And as you say, it comes to you in like a vibe or a sign or something where at first it can, can like it can look like coincidence. And one of the things that I have just started to learn for myself is there's no such thing as coincidences, right? Because it's like something will happen and you chalk it up to just a random share of events that has occurred to make that thing happen. But when you really break it down, it's like things had to line up a certain way for you to receive that sign or get that feeling when my stomach would be a knot or when I would have a certain feeling about an event or a person and feeling like logically it didn't make sense but then later on down the road with like hindsight being 2020 looking back it would be like oh that's why I had that feeling that's why this hand out that way was myself warning me or pushing me towards something great and maybe I ignored it those messages really do come through and I think the, the more that you learn to listen to them and honor them the more that you actually receive them in a stronger more powerful way over time like would you say that's also been the case with you as well uh, yeah, totally. And I, yeah, it's definitely a, a practice and it's a cultivation. And for me, the way that I've experienced it and the way that I also work with my clients and I tell them, and they also find this to be true, is that the more practice and the cultivation it is, the more that you affirm your own truth and your own alignment and you tell your spirit, you tell your soul or you tell whatever it is that you call it, right? Like you tell yourself, your higher self, like I'm listening to you and then you act on it or you acknowledge it, then the more messages that it is that are going to come through because you're actually energetically making more room for messages to come through, right? Like that's the way that I hold it. And I can, I tell my clients that sometimes we start at the most simple step and it's something like when you're thirsty, go drink a glass of water. <laughs> like it's just, it's literally, or when you go to the bathroom, like or when you need to go to the bathroom, just go. And you have to like see and be curious about like how, why spirit is leading you there, like why universe is leading you there. Because like the more that you affirm that, uh, the more messages will come. I completely agree. Let's play devil's advocate, I guess. Or I don't even know if this is technically called devil's advocate. But on the other side, like the flip side of that coin, right? So you're saying we want to listen to these messages. We want to strengthen that muscle of listening to our intuition and that inner voice. But what happens if you don't? Do you believe that we always need to listen to our intuition? Because I know that personally, I've had experiences where I didn't listen to that intuition. And I feel as if that lesson learned was also just as equally as important as the times that I did listen and I had a specific outcome that was amazing because I did listen. What has been your experience with times where maybe you didn't listen to your intuition? Like, how did that work out? And do you believe that we are always sort of meant to listen and why? Yes, girl, absolutely. I, I feel like I definitely wouldn't be human if I, if I had if I just listened to my intuition for my entire life. <laughs> no, that's so true. <laughs> you wouldn't yeah, have as many interesting stories, right? Yeah, I was just, I'm thinking of your question. I love, yeah, like I love it because I absolutely agree. Like it's all in learning, right? Like we, we get to have grace with ourselves. Like we're in this human experience. We're in this experience to learn and we're learning on both sides of it or on all sides of it. Like, oh, there was a time that I didn't listen to my intuition and I learned from that. And there's a time that I did and I learned from that too. And so neither one is right or wrong. It's just a matter of what is it that you want to create, right? I would, I, I feel like the one thing that really sticks out to me the most is, and it's so funny too. Oh my God, girl. <laughs> oh my, what? <laughs> so funny that you asked me this question because literally as I was just signing on, I got a message from my ex. 
<laughs> what? Oh, wow. Okay. Isn't this wild? And so I'm like, okay, so this is like, I think what I meant to talk about. So okay. I, I'm not going to like give you like the full on detail, but like. Oh, I was like, wait, spill the tea though. <laughs> we want all the tea. Well, this is like the partner that I had before my husband. Okay. And so many years ago now. And like, we're so far beyond when we met, it was like quick and fast. And like, we got, we got into it and like, we, we fell into it really easily. And this relationship for me became such a huge learning point because I gave so much too quickly um, for me. Right. And I was so far past my boundary and I started to, to have these really quiet moments in this relationship where I would think to myself, I feel like I'm losing myself. Like, I feel like my light is dimming. Wow. Okay. I was like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't feel like myself anymore. And it was really, they were very sad moments for me. Like they were very, they were very sad and quiet because we would fight all the time. And like, you know, I, I wish him the best. Like, I think that's the thing. Like, I think that we definitely needed to separate. And I knew like, I knew I had the free will. Like I knew I had the choice that I could stay with him. And I thought to myself, but do I want this life? Like, is this the life that I want for myself where I'm just going to be disconnected and dimming my light and just really truly probably going to be unhappy if I stayed? And that was like, and then I would kind of like be like, oh, no, 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 no. Let's hope that it can get better. And like, let's keep working at it. And after a while, I was like, it became really clear. So those messages like that were coming through where I was like, oh, there's a surge of sadness. What is it about this situation that makes me sad? Okay. So for something like that, I know that there have been situations where I know people where it's very similar, like they're with a partner and they're having these moments where they feel like they're losing themselves, where they feel like they don't talk to their friends and family as much anymore, or they don't do the things that they love as much anymore because they're in this partnership where they feel they cannot bring their whole selves to the table. And I feel like in a situation like that, how do you discern whether it's a situation where you're intuitively being told that this is not the right situation for you or whether it's a situation where maybe there's some part of you that needs to work on you because I think that there are also situations where there could be something around your self-worth and maybe there's also something that your partner needs to work on as well and it's something that you could both work on individually and together and then grow and have an experience where you strengthen your relationship. So what was it in your situation that made it very clear for you where this is something that you couldn't grow together past and you couldn't not get over, but you couldn't grow over this? Like what made it clear that this was a situation where the only option for you to really up level and to really step into your power was to leave. Yeah, I love that you asked that question because both for me, I think are possibilities. And you know how you have all of these these different options that it is that you can choose. On the one hand, yeah, like I could have chose to stay in that relationship and that would have been learning for me in this life, right? Like that would have been the learning, like the ongoing learning. For me, I think the thing that where it became really apparent that I needed to leave was because I was doing work on myself. Like I worked on myself a lot in that relationship as much as I could in that relationship. And I would bring it back to the partnership and I would say, 
this is what I'm wanting to change. And this is what I'm needing from, from you. And here's where I'm at. I think that because it was met with a pretty clear no on their end where they said in so many words, like, I'm not interested in changing. I think that's where I was like, all right, when I met so many times with, I'm not really interested in doing the work. I thought to myself, okay, like this is really my time to now break away. Like this is really the time where I'm, I'm going to go and continue to work on myself and hopefully find somebody who wants to do the work alongside me. I love that. And I feel like that lesson can be applied to so many things other than romantic relationships. And I can, you know, specifically think of for myself, like friendships where as you grow and as you're doing this work and you're, you're kind of, you know, taking your learnings about life and who you are in this life to different levels, when you're met with a person in your life who can't, and and it's not that they have to change who they are, right? It's more so it's like, if you're up leveling and you're doing the work and you are out here trying to live your best life and, and really like live a life where you're doing every single thing that you deserve to do in this life. And if there's someone that can't meet you there or can't support you as you do that work, I think it really is a place where it's kind of like, okay, you have to decide whether or not you want to continue to have that person in your life or to what degree you want to have them in your life. Cause I also think that especially with friendships, there are certain levels to friendships and it's like, you can have someone who you talk to every day, who's like your best friend, who's really here to support you and they're doing their work in their own way. And you can maybe have an acquaintance who maybe they're not doing that same work, but maybe you guys have fun going to TJ Maxx together. I don't know. So it's, it's, there's levels to this and I totally get that. So another thing that we had talked about that I'm really, really interested in kind of having the audience hear about is I remember you told me that you used your inner wisdom to become medication free and to also birth your baby. I want to know if you can kind of dive a little bit into your life on medication and how it was that your intuition or this inner voice, this inner wisdom helped you to really free yourself from pharmaceuticals and what that journey looked like for you in terms of healing your body in that way. Yeah, absolutely. This is like one of the things that I feel like really put me on my path of really like a spiritual unfolding is, and just like on my path to, to, to connecting to my own power. Right. So back in, oh my gosh, what is like nine years ago now, I was diagnosed with a pretty serious autoimmune condition. It's called mixed connective tissue disorder. And it's very similar to lupus. So basically your immune system is attacking your joints. And for me, it was also attacking my muscles. Um, thankfully, like I didn't have organ inflammation because like it, it can get like pretty serious. And then for me though, it, it really was, I was actually hospitalized. I had so much inflammation and I had lost so much weight. Like I got to the point where I was like literally like having such a hard time walking up hills. I would fall down. Um, I could like barely get in and out of cars. Like it was difficult for me to get out of bed. Like it was really sad. And um, I, I was having a really hard time with it because at this time I was just a young adult, right? Like I was like, can I just be like it was before? Can it just be like how I was previously? And I would go to the doctor. I would tell them, I would say, look, doc, like, I love everything that you're doing for me, but like, you know, I feel like I need support holistically. Like, I feel like I want to talk to a dietitian. I want to talk to somebody who can like guide me in exercise. I want to talk to somebody who can talk to me about my thoughts. Like, I think something psychological is going on in addition to taking the, the meds that it is that you're telling me to take. And he, my, my rheumatologist, like, you know, doing his best, he was just like, 
you know, I don't really know anything about all, I don't really know about all that. So like, I'm just going to give you these meds. Like this is the standard. And I kept asking for these other things because my intuition was telling me that this is not just the physical phenomenon. Like I knew that it was not just my, my body by itself. And I knew that I felt better when I exercised. I knew I felt better when I ate better, but I also knew that something was happening in me spiritually and emotionally that was not being addressed because my aunt also has an autoimmune condition. And so does my dad. And so does his other sister, which is my aunt. And I was just thinking to myself, there's no way that I'm also having this and nothing else is going on with me energetically. I got to the point where the doctors were telling me, look, having a baby for you is going to be really hard. Like it's because right now you're inflammation, it's been years. Like at this point it had been like four or five years into it. And I had had several flares and my new rheumatologist was like, it's going to be really difficult for you to get off of meds. And it's going to be really difficult for you to carry to full term. Whenever it is that you decide to do that, it's going to be a challenge. And I was devastated because I like, for me, I was thinking to myself, yeah, like I want to have kids and I don't even know if that's going to be a possibility. What's going to happen? It's so, it was really scary. And the meds that it was that I was taking were very, very strong. And at one point I was like, look, I'm going to like go this other route. And so I started to seek out like different treatment because that was what my intuition was telling me to do. Like, it's not just this. Um, and then when I started to do that, that's when I started to be able to become med free. That's like the long story of it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love that story. And specifically, at least I'm, you know, kind of focusing on just the United States and the culture here in America. It, there's so much pharmaceuticals being like pushed down our throat. It's sort of like this idea that if something happens, if you have a headache, if you have a cough, if you feel any type of fever, it's this automatic response to get some sort of pharmaceutical medication and, and have that be pushed down your throat and maybe not taking a look at some of the things that you kind of mentioned. So some of the things like what you're eating, how much you're working out and how you are actually doing mentally, right? And that obviously has such an effect on our physical body. And I don't know if that's been explored enough in our society. And I don't know if it's being applied as much in, in medicine. And I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what they're doing out there. But I know personally, I've kind of, I've felt that way. One of the things is that I've heard disease being described as like dis-ease, like yeah. something's going on with your energy, something's out of whack, like you're, you're energetically off. And so it manifests in disease. And I've heard a lot of stories about people healing themselves from disease through the fact that they address whatever is out of whack energetically. And by doing so, they can heal their, their body and heal their energetic system. What is your opinion on that? So yeah, here, one of the things that I for sure wanted to explicitly say is like, I'm not advocating for folks to like blow off their doctor. Um, I was, I was thinking like, that was just the right uh, decision for me. And I'm not saying like, stop taking your meds. Like that's definitely not what it is that I'm saying, but I couldn't agree with you more about the part about it being dis-ease. Like what I've come to learn about my own um, experience is that, yeah, I was unboundaried. Like I was overdoing it in a way that my energy became so weakened, so open that I was picking up so much of other people's stuff 
I got really sick. Like I did not hold boundaries well at all. Like for me, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries are everything. And if you think about, um, and I'm going to get to other manifestations as well of other different diseases, but like for me, I think about uh, what an autoimmune condition actually is, right? Like it's not, it's like your immune system's inability to recognize self from foreign or something that it needs to attack, which is basically the epitome of not being able to recognize where your boundaries are. So I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, like I really need to hold boundaries in my life in a way that I'm taking care of myself first. So I'm not open. So I'm not picking up other people's stuff. So that's one. (laughs) That's like where really like having that understanding now really helps. Um, And I haven't had a flare since before I got pregnant with Makai, my baby, which I can attribute to to that, like really holding a firm boundary around care for myself. And as far as like other diseases go, I I didn't, I I feel like different diseases, diseases or physical ailments can manifest themselves in obviously different ways. And those can have different causes. But yes, I do definitely believe that it is because we are opening ourselves up, like not in necessarily a bad way because energy is energy, right? And there are gonna be times where that energy is more permeable than others, but how are we then replenishing and making sure that we're taking care of our energetic bodies so we don't get sick long-term? I love your description of autoimmune diseases being an inability for self to recognize self versus a foreign body again not a doctor (laughs) but there are so many diseases that really boil down to that right something enters your body a virus bacteria that is not you and your and your body doesn't know and it it sort of grows and amasses in a way where it causes these physical ailments to to show up in your world to show up and manifest in that way it's really interesting because you can even take this sort of understanding and take it down to things that aren't necessarily diseases. For example, as you were explaining this, I was thinking about whenever I get anxious or there's anxious energy around me. In particular, I'm thinking about at my last nine to five when I would go into work and there would be so much anxious energy around me. I'm a person who I take in the energy a lot and it can be hard for me to set those boundaries for myself energetically. And I would notice that it would manifest in me having just like really bad stomach aches or me having very bad nausea. I would get migraines a lot or headaches. Things like that will happen to people and and sort of they'll chalk it up to maybe eating something bad or to maybe not getting enough sleep or to to having chronic migraines. Like that's something where you can be prescribed medication for is just chronic migraines. There's also something to be said about taking a look at your environment and really assessing who is around you, what energy you're surrounding yourself with. And like you said, are you setting those boundaries? Because if you're not and you're allowing energies that may not be conducive to your health, to penetrate you in a certain way, it can really manifest in these physical ailments that are maybe, again, not serious diseases, but are things that you don't necessarily want in your life. Like no one's trying to be, to have um, stomach aches every day. Like that's not, that's not the business. You know what I mean? 
So that really yeah. stuck with me that you said that. And I also know that you've done work with chakras. And this is something that we haven't really explored much on this podcast. So I really do kind of want to dive into that with you. And I kind of want to know about the unbalance of chakras. So we hear about that a lot. Again, I think it's kind of attributed to some of the mainstream growth of spiritual practices and understanding that, you know, your chakras unbalanced. And so it leads to certain things in your life. And I want to know how you relate chakras and maybe unbalanced chakras to either intuitive guidance in your life or maybe to, again, connecting it back to some of these diseases and how they manifest. First, I want to say I totally love what you were saying about how we can really allow our energy or have allowed our energy to be penetrable. Like, I definitely, uh, I, that definitely, that part definitely resonates with me. I was especially thinking about the piece around like stress and then getting sick. I'm like, that's definitely one that I feel like mainstream, like we all know. Oh, right? absolutely. Like, when you're stressed. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was just thinking about that. And I had recently a colleague tell me that she used to have uh okay, this might be TMI. So you can definitely cut this out if you want to. But she oh, told- I like nothing is TMI because I almost talked about my nervous poops just now. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God, girl. So that's she literally said, this is what she told me, that she used to have chronic diarrhea. Oh yeah, that's the thing. I have a friend that like, at one point had chronic diarrhea because again it was like stress manifesting in a certain way in her life I was like oh oh my god like and she told me I just thought it was normal oh wow yeah so and it can also go the other way too with like chronic constipation because I've also been on that end too where it's like you're yes. you're so tightened and so wound up that it's like you can't release right like if you really think exactly. about it. like you just can't turn off yeah. Yes. And so like this stuff is real. Like it's, yeah, there, there, there's the physiological reason and there's that and all the data that supports that. And then there's also the energetic, the energetic piece of that as well. Like, it's like, how am I actually like ridding my body of toxins from a physiological level and an energetic level? And as far as the chakras go, like people love to work with chakras and so do I, because it's really a great place to start in an exploration of self and also communication to self. Like that's one of the reasons why I really love it. For me, my experience of it and also the where I guide my clients to is when we're doing chakra scans or chakra work, like I'm curious to know with my clients, like, what are you experiencing when you connect to a specific chakra? Like, what are you seeing? Like the same questions that you and I were uh, reviewing earlier. What are you seeing? What are you feeling? What are the sensations? Are there thoughts? Are we doing like deeper meditative work around it? And generally when I have, when I'm having an activation in a certain area, I'll check in with a client because each chakra is correlated to a specific time period in your life. Each chakra is also correlated to a different area in the way that you move in the world. When I'm checking in with clients and I say, oh, you know, I'm feeling a lot of activation in my solar plexus, or I'm feeling a lot of activation in my um, sacral area. And they'll say, actually, now that you mention it, like when I was whatever, when I was seven or when I was 11, like I'm having this memory of when I was this age and It was this conversation that I had with my mom about my grandfather passing away or something like that. And then we'll go into a whole family dynamic around it and realize like, oh, it's actually really impacting the way that I'm uh, moving in the world today because I have this unresolved thing that I'm wanting to, to heal. That's what I find so exciting about that piece because it's, it's one way that we can start 
really talking to the energetic pieces of our body, like where we're holding our attention, like what our body has to say to us, what our spirit has to say to us about where we're at. Like, what do we have to learn? That's really interesting, actually. First of all, the part where you talk about how you learned where the chakras are related to a time period, I've never heard of that. I've heard of what you said, where it kind of relates to like a body part and how we show up in the world that way. And I think that's maybe more so, again, don't know if maybe this is like the mainstream, because I think everything I've consumed about chakras has been a little bit more mainstream and less from someone who's learned it in, in maybe a more traditional way, I would say. But for the piece where you speak about the chakras relating to a time period, can you explain that a little bit more? Is that sort of like crown chakra is when you were like a baby to age seven and like maybe the further down you go with the chakras, it's like the older you get or how does that work exactly? Yeah. So the way that I understand it is it's flipped. Like you, you're totally right on, like you're super spot on it. For me, the way that I know it is the other way around. So zero to seven with the root chakra, seven to 14 with the sacral chakra, uh, 14 to 21, oh. so, and so on and so forth, because those are all really formative years. You go all the way up to the crown, the different levels and spirituality and connecting to um, psychic realms, like that can, it doesn't always, but that can change as we like go into adulthood. And like when we have formative stuff that has really impacted the way that we uh, walk in the world, like that can really change if we have something that happens to us when we're younger, right? Like if we have something that happens to us from zero to seven or seven to 14 and the root chakra is associated with like survival, for example, or sacral chakra is associated with emotion, then that also impacts like the way that we relate to the world, which is like heart chakra and the way that we communicate in the world with the throat chakra. Like they're all interconnected and they don't necessarily like develop in one linear direction because that was one of the things that I was going to say earlier, like nothing in spirit world is linear. It just doesn't work that way. With understanding that nothing is linear, right? But you're saying that maybe zero to seven or around that you have your, you said your root chakra? Yeah. Developing. So does that mean that as your intaking experiences during those really, really formative years, and those are the years when a lot of our subconscious beliefs are formed, are you saying that a lot of our understanding of the world is sort of being, being locked into that root chakra, chakra around that time? Is that what you mean by development of the chakra? The way that I understand it and the way that I've experienced it and the way that my client's uh, work has also experienced it is like, what happened from that zero to seven that has impacted the way that I hold survival in the world because okay. Okay. Is all, about, all about like survival and like the physical, like your very physical. Need. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's um, more about what the chakra represents and around that time, what you learn and how it impacts whatever that chakra represents in the world. Yeah. It's in your world rather. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And that is actually, again, really interesting because I'd never, again, learned about like the time period stuff. But I think a lot of that really makes sense, especially when you talk about the root chakra specifically and how you kind of relate it to survival. Because like I said, when you're really young, you're intaking a lot of things and you're forming a lot of your subconscious beliefs about how to survive, about how to move through the world. And and you see your parents or caregivers moving through the world a certain way. And you kind of really intake beliefs about how you're 
supposed to do that and what result it gets you. And a lot of times it's like we don't really see it until you until you look at it from a very objective point of view. But a lot of people can end up repeating those same cycles as their caregivers because that's what they've seen and that's what they kind of know to be the the normal for them. I love that part of your work involves kind of diving deep into that because if there's something that you kind of understood about life during those really formative years that may not be impacting your your current reality in a way that you like, it's like knowing that you can change that. And I think a lot of this work, like the spiritual work, is really beginning to dive deep and understanding ourselves and understanding what have we learned about this world because we have been taught so many things. And honestly, I feel like this journey is more about peeling back the layers of, of I don't even want to say lies, but I'm using the word lies, of the lies you have been told about the world in order to truly form your own understanding and realize that, that you're more powerful and you're more capable than you may have been taught. I'm very excited about the work that you do. And another question I have for you is that for your clients, right? So say if someone comes to you and they're like, I need help. <laughs> like they're just they're just they don't know where to start or they don't know you know how you can help them. Where do you usually start with a client that comes to you? Yeah, I'm super happy that you asked that too because I really see the chakra work as it's really integral and then it's also like only part of it. One of the things that I noticed that started to happen was like when I started to only talk about chakras, I got a specific type of interest, if you will. And people, like folks really wanted to just be like, okay, fix me. Like, okay, let's balance. Like, let's balance the chakra. And like, I, I get it. Like, that's great. And like our society, like our culture is kind of set up in a way where folks are like, give me the quick fix. Like, I want to like oh, do this. Yep. yep. <laughs> I want to do this and like go about my business. The shift started to happen when I went beyond just the chakra imbalance, right? Like I like very explicitly tell my clients, like, look, this is not easy work. I mean, it can be, right? But like, this is like deep stuff because we're also going beyond just the information that the chakra is showing us and the imbalance that it's showing us. And we're going back to time periods in our lives that feel very tender. Like we feel very tender when we're younger. And like, what do we do with that memory, right? Like, what do we do with the stuff that comes up after we dig it up, my clients and I have a very just organic and very casual conversation and very uh, vulnerable conversation around like just what is coming up for them, like what's in their awareness, right? Because that's the practice of connecting to intuition. What is most present for you right now? Like, what are your challenges? What are you wanting? What has stopped you from getting there? Just very, very straightforward questions. And really it's about like how honest you want to be with yourself about what's missing. It's like going back to the relationship that I was, that I was telling you about, I had to get really real with myself. And that meant I had to really like step out of something that I thought was actually going to, he wanted to marry me. So I was like, okay, well I had to really let that go. Right. And it was hard. So same thing with clients. Like we just have a conversation and then from there we talk about we talk about those deeper things. Like we talk about the chakras and the, I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole thing, but really it's around reflection and clarity. Like what do you really actually want? 
And then if they don't know, then we start with like, all right, like then what is just happening for you? And like, where are your discomforts, right? Like going back to the disease, like where are your diseases? And if we really are not sure, then yeah, we can look at the physical body. Like what's happening for you physically? Because somebody's not going to come to me and say, everything's all good. Like someone's coming to me and saying, something's happening and I don't know what it is. And I just know that it's not right. Something's off. So then we talk about that. What's off? Okay, so everything you said was so good just now. One thing that I really liked that you said was that we're we're so focused on these quick fixes, especially when it comes to, well, when it comes to like everything in this world, but especially when it comes to spiritual work. There are a lot of people putting content out there where it's sort of like, here's how to do this and here's how to overcome this and here's how to do this and like you'll have this amazing result and you'll never have to deal with this issue ever again. And I feel like it's doing people such a disservice to spread this narrative of work that just can end because I, I truly believe that the work is always ongoing. You learn a lesson or you do something and you implement something and you kind of, it's like you, you're playing a video game and you go to the next level and then it's like, okay, here's, here's your next challenge. Because at the end of the day, like that's, that's life. We're here to learn lessons. We're here to, you know, challenge ourselves and to grow and to really unlock who we are because a lot of the challenges are kind of doing the same work that you do with your clients where it's like peeling back the layers, asking yourself the questions of how has this affected you? What do you believe because of this specific experience? How can you grow as an individual as a result of what has happened. I don't think there's ever a time where you're going to get to a point where you where you know it all because I mean if you do I, I feel like there's no purpose for you to be here anymore if you honestly feel like you know it all and that you've transcended every single lesson at this point in life. So I love that you had that sort of answer and that you had you have that focus on this specific work in the world because I think a lot of that narrative is needed that we are always going to be doing the work and it's not always easy and it's not always fun, but you do learn so much about yourself and you learn your work. So much when we were talking about that relationship you were in where that was, I'm sure that was hard. Like if someone wants to marry you and that's kind of, you have this, this possibility of security in that way. And I put security in quotation marks because, you know, I, we can dive into that whole world but, or that word, but whatever. If you have that possibility of that security, it can be hard to walk away from that. It can be hard to walk away and not know what's next will you find something better than that next and I think it really is about holding yourself to higher standard and knowing that if you have learned enough about yourself to know you deserve more it's like will you give yourself the chance to earn or receive more in this world so that is amazing and I guess as we wrap up you know this chat because this has been such an expansive chat I know for me and I've learned a lot and I hope that everyone listening has learned a lot as well I kind of want to know about a little bit about the work that you're doing and specifically about what you have coming down the pipeline and where we can find you on the internet oh I love that you asked that and yeah oh my god this has been such a great conversation I really love talking to you so oh my gosh thank you so much for having me on yeah I love this conversation too it's very amazing thank you for agreeing to come on well of course well thank you for reaching out in the first place and I'm so happy you did and I'm so happy we connected and had this awesome conversation and I'm sure there are more to come too yeah it's very it's very exciting I'm so glad we can connect um so folks who want to connect with me yeah um, they can find me 
on, um, I'm always on Instagram. I love Instagram. I have so much fun on there. Tons of like videos and content and stuff. And so that's at Claudia, C-L-A-U-D-I-A underscore Parada, P-A-R-A-D-A underscore. Um, hopefully you can get like a link somewhere. And then also on Facebook at Claudia Parada Energy. And also at my website at www.claudiaparadaenergy.com. And then from there, you can get on my email list and like get the goods. You can get all the tea from there. But I did want to offer your uh, audience, if they want to book a call with me, I'm more than happy to connect uh, for a free 30-minute energy coaching call. And we can talk about all of the things um, and we can do a roadmap. Like I love doing these uh, energy calls we uncover so much and um, I'll give you a special link for that and then if folks want to book with me through there I'm more than happy to do a deep dive and we get so much uncovered in 30 minutes and like a map and a clear path that's where to go thank you so much for that generous offer because I know time is literally the most valuable commodity that we have. So for you to offer up your time and your services in this way to anyone tuning in who feels called to work with you, that is amazing. And I'm just going to go ahead and say that I will be signing myself up for one of these calls. So yes. send me that link. I will be happily clicking and putting my name in and, and um, making sure I set my time aside to, to meet with you because this sounds expansive and amazing and something that I'm definitely very, very, very interested in. Claudia, thank you so, so, so much for coming on to the podcast, for chatting with me, for sharing your knowledge, sharing your time and your expertise with everyone listening. I love your podcast and you just, you're so like real and I love that. Like I'm always about like connecting with real folks mm-hmm. and um, one of the things that I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to talk to this person is because you just show up and you show out. Like I love that. And so- so much for having me on this experience has been so fun and you've just been so sweet and so welcoming um so thank you so much you've been like an absolute gracious host thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode if you enjoyed this episode please take a minute to share it with someone you think would enjoy it too and if you feel called please feel free to leave me a review of what you think about this podcast. It would make my day and it would help other people discover this podcast, people that really need to hear these words. So until next time, have an amazing day and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.